This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Clary. C is for chunk. <laughs> Brought to you by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary hanging out with you guys. What's up, Rico? Hello. How's it going? It is going well. Good. Um, before we get before we get rolling here, I uh, just want to do a couple things, send some some thoughts and prayers to everyone involved in the uh, the shooting last night in Omaha, and then also today um, at a Target, a Super Target on 178th and Center Road in Omaha, there was another shooting um, as well. So so thoughts and prayers to everybody involved. Um, please be careful when you go out and about. Um, cause at, at a freaking target at a freaking target, um, it's, it's just disappointing and, this and it, world, man. it, uh, it makes you appreciate everything you have because, uh, that shows that just in a, in a blink of an eye things, when you're just shopping, when you're doing nothing, um, something bad can, and, and ultimately life changing, obviously, or life altering can, can occur. So, um, thoughts and prayers to everybody involved, be safe wherever you're going, um, and and yeah, just our thoughts are with everybody involved. So um, OG Les Lancaster says, "Sucks that that has to be said on talk radio." And it is, it is. But uh, seriously, I mean, freaky, freaky world. And yeah, just be careful. Um, tell everybody else to be careful. Make sure they they're aware of of what this is like. And uh, you know, just look out for your neighbors. Look out for your fans, your fans, friends, family, and uh, and neighbors, even the people you don't know. So. Um, try to spread a little bit of positivity each and every day. Uh, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line. Both those open for you guys the entire show today. Got plenty of stuff to talk about. We weren't joined by Steve Mark of, of Inside Nebraska Monday on Monday, just like we usually are, uh, because we had the press conference with Ed Foley and Terrence Knighton. But he will join us today. In about oh, 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, something like that, to talk Husker hoops. We'll get that out of the way a little bit. Then we'll also talk. Get that out of the way. Yeah, well, somewhat. Somewhat. I don't want to just brush it off to the side because, like, we, we say this thing how Nebraska, like, the way we talk about it to somebody on the outside looking in would think that Nebraska has, like, two wins on the entire season. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's just a couple games below 500. Unfortunately, when you look into the program or, or you know, how the rosters, who's left on the roster right now after injuries, things look bleak. You look at the schedule, you look at how everybody else on the schedule is doing, and it doesn't look the greatest. There's still a chance, but as you mm-hmm. just said, you look at what's remaining on the roster and what you and what you did lose. Exactly. And it's it's not the greatest feeling. Again, it's still possible. Yeah. They still have a lot of talent on this roster, but it is uh, a lot of the talent that is going to be asked to perform at a higher level is not that experienced. Yeah, so unfortunately... Um, we'll, we'll talk, we'll dive into that a little bit with Steve here in a little bit. And then also a conference that thrives on experience. Yeah. And then also ahead, I mean, tomorrow we'll get to hear from Matt rule 
for signing day period. So Nebraska will, will have a couple guys uh, officially signed and, and within the program tomorrow that Matt Rule will be able to talk about publicly. So we're excited four, for that. Four for sure. Are there any surprises? Steve, if there's any surprises mm-hmm. that we're looking not like surprise, but anybody we're looking at that's making a decision that day. So either way, there's plenty of plenty to talk about. Here, here first off, uh, so the Big 12 schedule came out. All right. We'll, we'll talk about this real quick. So the for the new new teams in the Big 12. Yeah. BYU has to travel to... I'll look at UCFs. Okay, BYU has to travel to Arkansas. Well, that's not Big 12. Kansas, TCU... Texas, West Virginia, and Oklahoma State. Um, Cincinnati will have to travel to BYU. Wow, so you got two new teams playing each other. Wow. Cincinnati will travel to BYU. Um, That's a Friday night game. Mm -hmm. They will travel to Oklahoma State, Houston, and West Virginia. Houston will travel to Texas Tech, Kansas State, Baylor, and UCF. UCF travels to Kansas State, Kansas, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, and Texas Tech. So what's interesting about that Oklahoma-UCF game, obviously Dylan Gabriel, former US UCF quarterback. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If you want to see a couple of, of different teams that you don't get to usually see, Houston is going to be in Kansas State, at Kansas State. Mm-hmm. You have Cincinnati, or excuse me, not Cincinnati. You have UCF um, at Kansas State. UCF at Kansas State. And... I mean, BYU goes to Kansas. So September 23rd, UCF, Kansas State. Yeah. So um, it's oh, just... And they go to Kansas. Oh, and then October 7th, they go to Kansas. There you go. UCF just living in Kansas. Yeah, UCF not going to like that October Kansas weather. No. no unfortunately. Eh, it'll be okay. It's, Octo- it's early October. They'll be okay. The one that they got to look forward to is that uh, November 4th, Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one I got to look forward to. That, that'll be cold. But now, now here's the thing: their is, homecoming game is West Virginia. That's fun. Oklahoma State will, or excuse me, I should say, yeah, Oklahoma State will love the November 11th trip to UCF. Yes, 100. percent There you go. They're going to thrive in that in that environment. Okay, so moving on, you can check out the rest on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, it's there. Um, they all posted theirs. So. Okay, so I saw that. I came across this tweet today from Joel Klatt. And Rico, this kind of works into a Nebraska conversation. Ooh, okay. Um, 402-464-5685. Would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. If you want to join in uh, the conversation, you can do so. Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all those avenues for you guys to get in touch with us. Um, we're on the journey now officially. We've passed 3,500 subscribers, Woo-hoo! so we're officially on the journey to 4,000. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Joel Klatt tweeted this out today. There are 39 total five-star recruits in this 2023 class. Okay. 20, it's weird how the number always fluctuates. So here you go. Listen. 22 of those five stars are headed to the SEC. 29 if you want to count the ones heading to Oklahoma and Texas. Okay. Yeah. So 22 yeah. headed to SEC. They'll be in the SEC. 15 of those are heading to Alabama and Georgia. 15 of the 22. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. (laughs) 
17 of them are headed, or excuse me, seven. these are the remaining 17. Uh-huh. Big 12, you have seven of them. Mm-hmm. All to o- OU in Texas. Of course. Pac-12, five. USC, Oregon. Potentially UCLA. I don't, I don't know how it shakes out. Or Oregon State. I don't know. Oregon State's good. Don't don't they're don't not, they're don't sleep good. on Oregon State. Oregon State didn't get any five stars. ACC, there are four of them. Miami, Clemson. Okay. Um, and last but not least, there is one five star going to the Big Ten. Oh my goodness, Michigan. No, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Of course, I should have guessed. So Stupid. this goes into this whole conversation, and and, and I I double checked Joel Klatt's findings. And oh, is he the, correct? Yeah. The highest recruit that's heading to the Big Ten this year, mm-hmm. out of high school, is Brandon Innes, a five foot eleven wide receiver. He is the thirty fifth best player in the country, going to Ohio State. So that is so. Get this: there are thirty nine total five stars, and the thirty fifth is Ohio, is the Big Ten's best high school recruit. That is Michigan. Michigan's highest rated recruit. 139th best player overall. So now, now, you mean to tell me what that does a this team mean? that's been to the playoff two years in a row is mm-hmm. recruiting at a cl- and look, you know, the recruiting rankings are weird, and I know exactly where this conversation is going to go. But the recruiting rankings are weird and all that stuff. But a team that's been to the playoff two years in a row. What didn't get a five star? What and is in the in the 130s? No, I was wrong. 171st is in the 170s in their highest rated recruit. That doesn't make much sense to me. So here's here's kind of the conversation I want to have. That goes to show you need player development in the Big Ten. Yeah. And, and that's what the Big Ten's for. Everybody's comfortable in it because even for teams and programs like Ohio State and Michigan – you need to figure out a way to get. I mean, yes, Ohio State maybe on a, on an easier level or or a more routine level, I should say. Mm-hmm. They're used to turning around these these top a hundred players into sustainable Big mm-hmm. Ten uh, production. Yeah, usually, they're getting about four or five stars, but three, here's five stars on a, on a regular well, year. Let's, let's look at last year's class, twenty twenty two. Ohio State got two, two, the seventh and twelfth best player. That's pretty high. So here's what's interesting, and what's crazy is they're not household names either. Mm. Um, but they're both still they're on the sophomore, roster. Like redshirt freshmen, sophomores. They're both still on the roster. Yeah. Um, what's What's even worse and scarier is that the first five or seven names from Ohio State's commitment list last year, mm-hmm. not household names. Not guys you heard about on Saturday. So anyway, this goes back to that conversation. I mean, that would be – so with with recruiting rankings like that, I think it's two years in that normally they would become household names if they're five-star recruits. Again, even if, maybe, you're, maybe. Even if you're a five-star, if you're the best player in the country, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to play right away when it, wherever you go. No, but so – but think about – okay, so once again, it goes into this player development conversation, I suppose, to where you have a place like Nebraska where if you find the right fit – and it's not even Nebraska. It can be – Illinois has found it with Brett Bielema. Wisconsin. Where, where their recruiting rankings, numbers-wise, doesn't have to be the highest. 
but they still figure out a way to churn out victories. Mm-hmm. Same with same with Wisconsin, as Rico talked about, or or same as hopefully you through. you would hope Nebraska experiences from Scott Frost, who had top twenty five classes every single year, and now what's crazy about this is that or excuse me, Nebraska is a top twenty five class in the country. Mm-hmm. When when Matt Rule took over was outside of the top fifty. Now, obviously, the more commits you get, and and it was a le- it was a little bit of a slower uh, recruiting season during the games while the games were being played. It was a slow because you had a seventy plus day coaching search, but the point stays the same. If you can find a, a good staff or a staff that is is well known for developing players. And that's their identity. That's what they want to do wherever they may be, whether it be Temple, whether it be Arkansas, whether it be Baylor, whatever. Not just Matt Rule, because this can go farther and outside of what just Matt Rule can can provide for a program. Your boy at Oregon State. There you go, Jonathan Smith. Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Um, you will eventually attract top-tier talent. And Oregon State's a great example mm-hmm. to where Oregon State... When Jonathan Smith took over, Husker fans, a little familiar with it because that was where Mike Riley was. Um, When Jonathan Smith took over, he was hired the same year Scott Frost was hired here, so 2018, and now has built them into a Pac-12 contender, I should say, rather than a pretender. They're they're closer closer to the champion contenders. They're They're closer to the contenders. They're mentioned. Yeah. Now... Now you're starting to see the fruits of the labor pay off to where they're attracting bigger names out of the portal. Geography certainly helps because they got DJ Uyunglele out of the portal from Clemson. And yes, DJ Uyunglele may have not been good enough to be the starter at Clemson, but it's good. He's, he's plenty good enough to be the starter or etched into that conversation at a place like Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And when you're looking for that, that ability to continue to um, sustain the program you got to have a way you got to figure out development you got to and now we all agree right that was something that was lacking under scott frost yeah something that the big 10 is actually very well known for as we mentioned wisconsin iowa and all these other schools uh outside of you know your top tier programs in ohio state penn state and michigan but even then they do a pretty good job at it is taking those lesser lesser known lesser regarded recruits Mm -hmm. and turning them into players that make a big impact on their team and might someday if if they play well enough uh realize their dream of of playing in the professional levels may maybe they're not at the highest level of of you know being those max contract guys but they're guys who make it to the next level and they make a contribution on whatever aspect of the game they're asked of and you you get those guys and we we've talked about it with wisconsin multiple times where their recruiting classes when they first get them aren't regarded as very high. They're not up there in the top 25 year after year. But three years down the line, four years down the line, you do a re-ranking of those guys, and Wisconsin's up there. The way that they're able to turn these three-star recruits into extremely more than serviceable players for their team and and especially teams that contend for Big Ten championships or at least Big Ten West titles year after year is extremely impressive, and that's what Nebraska and what the Big Ten is is. is what Nebraska is hoping to be known for going, you know, from here on out, and what the Big Ten, especially kind of the Big Ten West, has been known for for years. 
Let's go ahead and get to break. We'll talk to Steve Mark, our good friend uh, of Inside Nebraska, talking Husker basketball, Husker football, signing day tomorrow, all that and more coming up with Steve next up on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.